From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, November 30th. A surge of people visited Arches National Park during the Thanksgiving holiday week. This visitation coincided with an increase in hand-drawn graffiti around a popular site. Ashley Bunton was at the park over the holiday and has this report. Uh, from Downingtown, Pennsylvania, outside of Philadelphia. From Boulder, Colorado. I'm from Chicago. Utah, Oregon, but we were born in Brazil. I'm from Boston. (laughs) I'm from California. Visitors from all over the world came to Arches National Park around the American holiday of Thanksgiving, and as parking lots were full, officials temporarily closed the entrance gate to holiday traffic five out of seven days on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. At the same time as the increase in visitation, the trail around Balanced Rock was vandalized with dozens of graffiti markings, from scratches and carvings of names and initials to words like hi in 2021. By the end of the week, some graffiti had been cleaned off the trail. Kate Thomas, public affairs specialist for the National Park Service, says graffiti vandalism at Arches is a constant challenge. We definitely see an uptick in visitation on holiday weekends. So generally holidays like Thanksgiving, Christmas can often be just as busy as days in the summer. And frequently when visitation increases, we also see increased graffiti and markings on the rocks, various forms of vandalism. So the park does everything that we can to educate visitors that it's not appropriate to uh, scratch or mark on the rocks. And then we also have a team of rangers that are dedicated to cleaning off that graffiti because we really, uh, we take pride in our parks and we wanna make sure that they're clean and beautiful for all of our future visitors. On the trail around Balanced Rock, we spoke with one visitor, an architect from California, who had this to say. My name is Sanjeev Malhotra, visiting from Berkeley, San Francisco. Well, they're not what the original inhabitants did. They used to make beautiful petroglyphs, and, and I think this is just a very uh, immature, unthoughtful gesture by our whoever did it. And... Uh, I know part of park service, they'll probably come and clean it off, which is the way it should be. You know, you should keep natural things in their pristine environment. Just this is enough intrusion to make pathways for people to come and admire and see. And as a final note from Kate, don't try to make any of your own petroglyphs. The petroglyphs that are in the park are there from First Peoples, and the park is working to protect them. So the park preserves petroglyphs and and pictographs from First Peoples, from Native Americans who called and continue to call this place home. And these markings are sacred to those folks. So we really want to preserve them and keep them in an ideal condition. So it's really important that folks not mark them or mar them in any way or put their names next to it because it's very damaging to that artwork and, um, you know, just as an eyesore as well. So we really want to advise folks that when they come, just leave everything as you found it and protect it as it is. For KZMU News in Moab, Utah, I'm Ashley Bunton. When the town of Crested Butte, Colorado, declared a housing emergency last summer, it opened the door to new and unique solutions. The first action item on the list was to purchase a local bed and breakfast that was then converted to housing for seasonal workers. 
Converting hotels to create housing isn't new, but it's a trend that's growing in rural mountain communities. Stephanie Malterich with Rocky Mountain Community Radio reports. On June 7th, the town of Crested Butte declared a local disaster emergency in response to the affordable housing crisis. It was the first of its kind among mountain communities in the West, where shortages continue to put stress on local workforces. Declaring a housing emergency allowed for a creative housing solution. The Ruby is a former bed and breakfast. It's a six-unit bed and breakfast. They're actually really nice rooms, uh, queen-size beds with their own private bathrooms, but they have a shared kitchen. And that shared kitchen sort of convinced us that this would be perfect for a seasonal housing program. Troy Russ, Crested Butte's Community Development Director, says the town looked into purchasing the Ruby prior to declaring an emergency order. But they quickly realized local zoning regulations would make it a challenge. Right now, this is in the tourist zone district. The congregate housing wasn't allowed at the time, so we wanted to get this going. So the emergency order allowed us to work with the housing authority to start occupying it. The town will now clean up the zoning and go formally through our Board of Zoning and Architecture approval this spring to get it formally occupied. Willa Williford is a workforce and affordable housing consultant based in Crested Butte. She's worked in rural and resort communities across the Mountain West for about six years. Over the past year, Williford has seen a surge in hotel conversions. One of the things I love about these motel conversions is that you can effectuate them quickly. And they're environmentally conscious, so you're just repurposing an asset that exists. And with how expensive labor and construction materials are, and everything it takes to get something new built, this is a really elegant solution. While Williford commends the idea, she also sees zoning as one of the biggest roadblocks. These motels exist in zones that were commercial or intended for tourism. And so when they're switching to a long-term rental, the underlying zoning may not allow that. Could we be more flexible about the zoning? Do we really need everything to be zoned to prohibit residential use? Hotel conversions can also be costly if buildings need extensive renovations. In these cases, Williford says it's hard to keep the rental prices affordable. Cities and counties aren't the only entities purchasing hotels to convert into housing. In Bozeman, Montana, Brian Geyer is the housing director for the Human Resource Development Council, a nonprofit that provides a variety of assistance programs to people living in southwest Montana. Geyer says the housing outlook in the surrounding area is dire to say the least, and HRDC realized they need to do something different in response to the post-pandemic housing issues. And one of the ways that we did respond was we bought a hotel. To comply with city codes, HRDC did not put the hotel to its intended use right away, but still benefited those in need of housing last year. So for the short term, what we did was effectively operate it as a hotel with little to no fees. And so for the first year, it was very useful to us as housing for our over 65 and medically vulnerable population. Crested Butte is one of many mountain communities that is thinking outside the box when it comes to housing. The town of Eagle converted a hotel to micro-apartments in 2018. In June, Summit County signed a one-year lease with a Frisco hotel that will house workers this winter. And Steamboat Springs City Council and Planning Commission just approved two separate hotel projects that will serve as temporary workforce housing. Troy Russ admits the dormitory-style living is not for everyone. 
Residents of the Ruby are required to agree to basic rules, such as no overnight guests, no drugs, and no Super Bowl-like parties in the living room. And some people see these rules as inconvenient. It's also a drop in the bucket, providing six bedrooms compared to the hundreds that are needed. Yet, Russ sees the Ruby as one solution to the housing crisis that more than ever requires a quiver of solutions. We just recognize that building your way out of it is not necessarily the only way you can address it. So we have a number of things. And fortunately, this bed and breakfast came online. We had the resources to buy it, and maybe it'll provide housing without adding impact on our community. Seasonal restaurant workers started moving into the Ruby on August 1st. And as of mid-October, the seven rooms were fully occupied for the winter season. For KBUT and Rocky Mountain Community Radio, I'm Stephanie Maltrich. This story is part of a Rocky Mountain Community Radio reporting collaboration on affordable housing funded by the Solutions Journalism Network. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, November 30th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.